And welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, alongside Katie Katie Naked Lady. Hi. Hello. Fuck you. Hello. I miss my solo shows already. And I do too. <laughs> that was just rude. I would never say such rude comments oh, to you. Shut the fuck up. I wouldn't. Why are you laughing? I wouldn't <laughs> say it. Look at all that smoke coming out of there. <coughs> Why is it still doing that? Because you didn't inhale it all. <coughs> Weed. Uh, but anyway, welcome to Offended. I mean, we are riding probably the biggest high ever as a wrestling fan this week. Um, AEW All Out was hands down, I think, the greatest wrestling show I've ever seen in my life. Not just saying, like, in person. I'm saying overall ever in the history of professional wrestling, it was the greatest pay-per-view ever done. It is being touted by critics, fans, and even wrestlers alike worldwide. Everybody is saying that this was the greatest pay-per-view ever done. And this is only AEW's third year in existence. Let's, people are forgetting that. This is only their third year of being a company, of being an actual TV show. And within three years, they put on quite possibly, I mean, I'm just, in my opinion, they put on the best wrestling show ever done. I've said for years, WrestleMania 17 will never be topped, main evented by Stone Cold and The Rock. Um, also, I had like TLC on that show, uh, just a fun, hardcore match in the beginning, Jericho. Jericho was fucking on that show. Jericho. Um, it's just... I'm missing a Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit from that show was insane. Undertaker, Triple H. I mean, WrestleMania 17 was, was the be-all, end-all, greatest pay-per-view of all time. It's no longer that. It is now number two, in my opinion. And number one is AEW All Out from this from this past Sunday. And how lucky is it to say that you got to see it in real life? It's, it's pretty surreal. It, there was a moment... Like, I mean, we'll get into a lot. We'll get into all about All Out Weekend at the end of, like, towards the, there'll be one of the last things we talk about. Um, but it was surreal. Like, there was a moment, I think it was when Adam Cole came out. And when, it, when I saw Adam Cole in the middle of the ring, just with the elite again, that was so fucking surreal to me. Like, I literally, that moment, I'm not even kidding you. I like didn't hear anything for like 10 seconds. It was just silence and it was like holy shit. It it felt like a dreamlike state. Like it did it did not feel real. I I I think I've only felt that maybe twice in my life. Um Blues win the cup was one. And I don't even know the other one. It definitely wasn't me and you. <laughs> Such a dick. No, it got really loud. Um I guess the Cardinals winning just because I was on the second baseline when we won in 06. That oh, was really? like, um, yeah, uh, not second base, third baseline. It was in the second row. Um, that was pretty surreal too. Just being that close and being like, whoa, we won the World Series, and then touching the World Series like literally hours after that because I got brought into a private party that we were at in Bush Stadium. Then it was like one o'clock in the morning, and there was nobody in the stadium. Uh, Greg's. 
uh, aunt, like our grandma, worked at Bush Stadium since the first Bush Stadium. Not, oh, shit. Not the one from the 90s. The oh, one shit. before the Sportsman's Park. Damn. Yeah. She worked there, and her last year was 06, which was the first year of Bush Stadium, and we won the World Series. Private party. Pretty cool. So we got to go to that private party, which was like, just all like the workers that work at Bush Stadium and their families and stuff, and it was so cool. And then all of a sudden, you just see this one random guy just walking through the crowd with the World Series trophy in his hand, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Like, I gotta touch it. We did. We all went and touched it. I got a cool picture of it, like just up close, like. And uh, it was like one o'clock in the morning. We're like, nobody's here. Like nobody's in the stadium. Let's go in the field. So we did, oh, <laughs> and it was crazy. awesome. And we were, like, walking around. We were wanting the bullpens and stuff. We took pictures. It's on Facebook. Like, Greg and I are in the bullpen, like, hanging over the bullpen, taking pictures. We're, like, on the field, like, in the outfield. And then security's like, hey, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, sorry, we got lost. And the guy's just like, <laughs> the security guard's just, like, kind of chuckling. He's like, get out. <laughs> like, just go, go home. He's like, are you from the party upstairs? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, okay, you're, like, the 10th person to do this. Just go back to the party. Don't be on the field. <laughs> You're making this night way harder than it has right. to be for me. But general, we're in classic offended fashion. Got off topic. At AEW, I mean, when Adam Cole came out, because I think it was the fact that I wasn't expecting Adam Cole to come out. It didn't hit me until Kenny Omega said, unless you're dead. You're like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, fuck, that's Adam Cole. So backstory here. Uh, when Adam Cole signed, well, actually, let me, let's even go further back. Adam Cole and the Young Bucks have been buddies for a long time. Adam Cole was a part of the Bullet Club, which the Young Bucks were a part of, um, with Kenny Omega and all the people from AEW. AEW stands for All Elite Wrestling. Hmm, where'd they get that name? That's because Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks started a group called the Elite within the Bullet Club group. It was like their own little side group, and it started as a joke to make a YouTube vlog series about their travels and, like, them going to Japan and like all this stuff and like what do they do behind the scenes but the, of course they were a typical Young Bucks fashion they were being heels on the show and kind of staying in character from time to time right well fast forward a few months after the Elite's born Adam Cole joins the Elite so Adam Cole is literally one of the original members of the Elite it's like Omega Cole and the Bucks those are your four original members so when Adam Cole signed with WWE on being the elite, they poisoned him and killed him. <laughs> and how did they do that, you ask? They put fake... You don't even see it go in. They literally had like an invisible thing that they're acting like they're holding, and they acted like they poured something in Adam Cole's monster. So he drank it, and boom, dead. Killed off the show. On the wrestling show on Ring of Honor, he was fired by Bullet Club, fired by Kenny Omega, and then super kicked by both of the Young Bucks. And they never followed up with it well marty uh, marty scroll took his place and then they wrestled and then adam cole showed up in nxt like a month later and you're like oh so that's why all that happened well adam cole's contract came up uh it also came up apparently shockingly to vince mcmahon and wwe because they did they thought he had another year left on his contract which he did not just blows my mind not know these things so instead of releasing him or they were trying to get him to sign a new deal. Well, Adam Cole was like, he was listening to offers, but he basically, I think he flat out told Vince, he's like, I'm not staying. Like, 
he said the meeting, according to his interview, he said the meeting went well. It just, just wasn't for him anymore. He saw the way the company was going, and he's just like, I don't think I can be happy here. And apparently, WWE offered him way more money than AEW did. And to me, that's the most telling thing about this move. I mean, I read a tweet yesterday that said wrestlers are literally picking satisfaction and happiness over money right now. That should be pretty telling about where WWE currently stands. Well, because it's not like, I don't know. It's not, I don't know. It's not worth it being happy or being miserable. It's just like one of those things that's like, they must be so fucking unhappy there. Mm-hmm. And it's not one person saying it. It's not two people. It's not all new people or all old people. It's literally everyone who leaves the company. Right. Um, and then, uh, so he doesn't resign. Obviously pops up at All Out, which was just mind-blowing. There was rumors for a while he was going to go to AEW. I mean... His fiance's there. His best friends are there. Like, why would you not go sign with the company? Right. Like, it's kind of, I think, in my opinion, that would look extremely selfish of him not to sign with, right. with AEW. Um, I mean, if I was in his shoes, I'm like, I'm out. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to go be happy now. And apparently one of the major determining factors for him was WWE told him he can't twitch anymore. And he's a big video game guy. And so he's like, no, I'm going to keep twitching. Like, like, so you gotta make your own money. You gotta side hustle. You gotta like it builds your name. If it's something that he loves, and it's like, why would you not let him keep doing it? I don't. I don't understand. I just don't understand why WWE is not letting them do their own thing. Up, up, down, down is owned by WWE, so that sucks for Xavier. So if he ever leaves, WWE owns the rights to that. It'll be down, down, all, up, up. All of the work that he put in to that would be just gone. Yep. That's such, I think that's bullshit. Personally, um, and it sucks because Adam Cole's not going to be on uh, Up Up Down Down anymore, and he was like one of the main guys on that. Xavier's probably crushed. Oh, it, it, he made like a long post about how sad he is because he Tyler Breeze got fired and Adam Cole. Tyler Breeze was his best friend, and he got super close to Adam Cole in the last two years. It sucks. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't yep. know what else to say. Not everybody can go to AEW, but WWE's got to get better, right. or they're gonna just not exist anymore. I, I don't. I wouldn't even go that far. I think they'll still exist because they still appeal to the little kids. Little kids love WWE still because they. That's where I'll give WWE all the credit in the world. Guys like John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Roman Reigns, they did a great job of marketing them towards little kids because. Guess what? Now you, they got all their Christmas presents, birthday presents, anything that they want from their parents. Parents have to buy them, take them to the show, all that. Like, that's a very smart marketing move. Look at the box office. Look at movies. Look at how much money kids' movies make. It's a very smart move by WWE. And that's how they will stay afloat. That's how they will never go away because they're very smart in you know, a business standpoint. On a TV standpoint, they're miserable. And it sucks because they have such great talent there, and there should be no reason why their shows should be bad. And it's like you go back to WrestleMania. Go back to when they had that rain delay, and they weren't planned for it. So they had the wrestlers cut unscripted promos, and they were fucking great. And everybody Everybody. liked them. Everybody Everybody, they sold the show on that. Like People were like, this is fucking awesome. Like They are so into it. 
Even Braun Strowman, who can't cut a promo for his life, and he was even stuttering on the unscripted part, he was still like, all right, this is kind of cool, though, because he looks real. He looks like he's fucking amped up and like he's, you know, he's feeling his own emotions. Right. It's just, I don't know why you would take that away. Stone Cold and The Rock were fucking great because they weren't scripted. They had bullet points, but they weren't scripted. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, they weren't scripted. Undertaker, Mankind, weren't scripted. Like, that worked so well. Why change that? It's like Mick Foley said. If it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Look at all the call-ups from NXT lately. They change them immediately when they get called up. And it's like, why change them when they're already fucking over? Right, you don't have to mess with it. If they're already making you money, why, does, why do you want to change them? I don't get it. I'm off topic again. So Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Leaves WWE, shows up in All Out, shows up AEW All Out. On being the elite, they had a resurrection for him where they all sat in a circle. They had a seance. They had a seance, and they thought it would work. But then Sour Boy came back into play, and Sour Boy almost ruined the whole thing. Sour Boy's the best. Sour Boy for life. Sour Boy. Sour Boy. We got a real big problem here. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Kind of look like him. Okay, Abaddon. Um, what, nothing? No no response? I have red hair. Well, anyway, so they have a seance, and then Adam Cole gets, re- like, they leave the room. Kenny's like, God damn it. I just want my fucking best friend back. I just want him back. We made a mistake, and I want him back. <laughs> fucking bring him back. Right? He was talking like that, obviously. Idiot. You can't, Katie, we don't have cameras set up yet. You have to talk into the Just mic. Just get to the point. I have really, my ADD is going crazy. I know, right good God. Well, sorry, it was a long day at work today. It's the highlight of my night. AEW Dynamite's about to start. I'm getting excited. Um, so he gets resurrected and he pops back up. Kenny leaves the room. Cole comes back to life and he's standing in the room. He's like, this isn't California because that's where they killed him at. <laughs> So he's like, wait, where's Red Dragon? And like, where's, like, he starts naming off all the people from that show, that PWG show that right. was his last indie show before he went to WWE. And he's like, where is everybody? And why does my mouth taste like monsters so grossly right now? Like, what is going <laughs> on? Like, So I just think that's great. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see Being the Elite next week because it's like, holy shit, we just got Adam Cole's back. And he's the gonna OG. Be, he's going to be. One of the OGs. Yes. One of the OG members of the Elite is back in the Elite. I can't wait. But what's awesome is that when he came back, or when he showed up in AEW, he got in the ring and was pointing at Omega and the Young Bucks being like, remember what you did to me? Remember what you did to me? Acting like he was going to fight him, and all of a sudden he super kicks Jungle Boy to the side and gives a hug to uh, Matt and Nick Jackson and Kenny. And then the Bucks do the kiss. I forgot about that. I forgot all about the kiss. The kisses. And it's so funny. I remember listening to the Young Bucks talk about kissing Adam Cole on the cheeks and why they do it. They're like, we did it because we did it one time as a joke on a Ring of Honor show, and it got so much heat because homophobic <laughs> men are grossed out by it, and we're heels, so it's like, well, fuck it. We'll, we're gonna keep, we'll going. keep doing it. And, <laughs> and Nick starts laughing and goes, I don't know why people are so grossed out. It's just the cheek. You never kissed your friends on the cheek before? Like, you ever, like, just give a It's just a cheek. Who cares? Like, I think that's so great. Well, and Kenny Omega and get a is one of their best friends, like right. who's openly bi, 
Well, you don't know. We don't. We don't know. Remember that question? It's like, are you bi? Are you gay? Are you straight? We need answers. And Kenny Omega replied with, "I'm the whole experience, baby." Well, yeah, but but he's definitely not like a hundred percent straight, okay? And the Bucks are super close with him. Like, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool that they are like, Did "Fuck I you, do that? fuck you, homophobes." I don't know why that was his thing on I don't, Sunday. He said it like eight times. He said it twice. He did it once during the match, and then after Adam Cole came back and super kicked Jungle Boy and then hugged the Bucks and Kenny, Kenny got on the mic. He's like, did I do that? He's like, what do you guys think? You guys think I was actually scared of Adam Cole? He's one of our best friends, you idiots. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that moment. Now, take everything I just said and think about that for a minute. And now realize like why it felt surreal to me. That all happened like five years ago. Like that, like they haven't really interacted with each other since Cole left. And so Cole left in maybe it wasn't five. It was maybe four or three. 2017 is when he left. That's four. Oh, shit. I guess shit. That was close to five years. Holy fuck. This is mind blowing though. Like they ended that story. Well, maybe he kind of left it open. And they just came back to it. Well, that's why the Bucks do so well. Is because you know they have a hand in writing the stories. Mm -hmm. And they actually finish the stories, which is why AEW is loved by so many adults who are so frustrated with stories not being finished in Mm -hmm. WWE. Like, I don't know if you looked at me when Adam Cole came out. I don't think I moved. Because I had my hands, like, on my head and my jaw was dropped. I just remember, like... I remember when I started coming back to a little bit, I was like, I don't think I've closed my mouth since like he's come out. <laughs> I look like, like an idiot. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, maybe I should stay like this and see if I can get on camera. I told you to cry. I didn't, though, because what happened next is when I fully came back to, and then I went back into like a shocked state again when fucking Flight of the Valkyries hit, and out comes fucking just goddamn the man. The myth, the legend, the bearded one, Daniel Bryan. Not anymore. His name back to Bryan Danielson. The Red Dragon. Not Red Dragon. The American Dragon is back. Holy shit. Holy shit. Are we going backwards as uh, how we're reviewing the shows? (laughs) No, but I'm just... just wanted to kick it off with just that because okay. I mean it's just such a it's just such an amazing moment. It's like I don't think I could wait to talk about that part because that that ending to that show changed the game. It changed it's changed the course of professional wrestling forever. Like, well, you even said you know like if anybody debuts, it'll be crazy, and that if two people debut, how, how crazy is you that? were like if two people debut that it's going to be like the first time it's ever happened in history how crazy is that that i manifested that how many things did i manifest oh my this god past, like a few the days? only thing that didn't come true is us winning the lottery drawings tonight oh shit <laughs> he literally literally there's so many times this weekend he would be like i i bet these how funny would it be if these wrestlers were right around the corner how funny would it be if because we were at the AEW fan fest yeah. and we were waiting in line for the acclaimed and the acclaimed they had the longest line of the fan fest we were there both days and nobody else had a longer line than no. the acclaimed and that's fucking cool and this is coming off the heels of his controversial rap which 
I don't even think he should have been punished for anyways, because if you really think about it, he's in character being a villain, being a major bad guy. Doesn't that make sense for him to be kind of vile, like at times, sometimes? You want to hate him even more now. But instead, the cancel culture made him kind of a baby face. Yeah, he's loved now. He is so over, it's not even funny. Like, it is not even funny how over Max Caster is. So we're waiting in line to get to the meet and greet, and I even say to you, I'm like, I don't think we're going to get there. No, we waited in line for like an hour. We got there, you know, pretty much on time mm-hmm. to wait in line. And yeah. That crazy. day was frustrating. That day was frustrating. It's a long day for me. The Fan Fest could have been better. <laughs> yeah, Fan Fest wasn't we'll, that great. We'll get into that okay. in a minute. That might be a part of the show. Oh, okay. Um, but so we're walking around the corner, or we walked up to our cars to go get lunch, and I was like, damn, it would have been cool. I'm like, how funny would it be? We parked in the back because there was no parking. I'm like, how funny would it be if like the acclaimed is just there outside? Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Walk around the corner, sure as shit. There's the acclaimed <laughs> and there's top flight. Then they're like fake. They're wrestling. They're literally, they look like little kids wrestling, like yeah. after a wrestling show. And that's what top flight and the acclaimed were doing. And, <laughs> oh man, we're walking by and I look over. I'm like, holy shit. That's the acclaimed. And like top flight stops wrestling. They look at us and they do like a goofy wave at us. Mm-hmm. And then I go back and I realize it's the acclaimed with them. So I do the acclaimed, you know, the hand signal at him. And sure as shit, here's Max Caster gives the finger and then does it at the same <laughs> time because he's Max Caster because he's fucking hilarious. And then Bowens does it back to us, but he starts jumping up and down and like doing like a weird like dance, but he's doing like almost like a Max Caster dance, mm-hmm. like how he does in the ring. But he was like doing it like very aggressively and it was fucking hilarious. And, uh, and then Top Flight joins in with them and doing like the goofy jump with them. And I look in the back and I can see Max Caster like laughing his ass off at them and um, get in the car. And I made you go yell at him. <laughs> I didn't literally think this through. I think I was so like in shock that I just wanted to get like a picture with them just because like they're just cool the shit. And that was the one time I kind of was embarrassed with myself because I was like, when we were driving away, they hit me how dumb, how much of a fucking mark we looked like. And uh-huh. uh, I was like, that was so dumb. We became the fans that I can't stand. Just one time, though. But I wasn't thinking about like how, yeah, they're not going to let it. They're not going to go take a picture because they don't know who you are. Number one. Number two, they're in the back where there's no security. So if we take a picture with them, if somebody sees that. They, the wrestlers are now not going to be allowed to go outside of their one spot where they can hide from everybody. Right. Did not think that through at all. So when I kind of hit me when you were yelling at them, <laughs> I was like, fuck, <laughs> like we need to go. <laughs> like, Skirt. Yeah. So you looked dumb. That's fine. Yeah. It was whatever. It was a spur of the moment because we were both trying to think of something to say. However, now I wish I could go back in time and look at my phone just five minutes prior I made a tweet that said, everybody loves the acclaimed. They had the longest line of fan fest. We waited in line for so long and we didn't get a picture, but good for them. We'll get them next time. I didn't realize that both of them had retweeted it and Max Caster re- quote retweeted. It. He's like, everybody loves the acclaimed. It's like, son of a bitch. If I would have saw that five minutes earlier, we'd be like, hey, I tweeted this, guys. Come you here. You retweeted our tweet. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
pretty fucking cool. That was that was the move. And if I, who would have thought the one time I don't look at my phone? I know, right? That happens. Now you can't turn your phone off. Either way, it's still kind of a cool story. It's still cool that we got to interact, just us two, Mm -hmm. with, you know, the acclaimed in top flight. thought that was cool. Um, We'll circle back around to AEW at the end. It's just too big not to even talk about at the beginning. Way too big. That's cool. Yeah. Um, What are we starting with then, officially? We are going to, well, first of all, before we get into anything else, we'll send our best wishes and positive vibes to Paul Levesque a.k.a. Triple H, uh, was revealed today that he had a cardiac event last week, um, some, presumably a heart attack, and uh, he, he had open-heart surgery today, and that apparently went successful. So good for him. I just hope he gets, uh, gets well soon, but at the same time, it does, gets, does suck to think about that he's probably never going to wrestle again. You know, no, it's Triple H, not. man. Like, it sucks. He should have retired when he had the chance. I mean, his last match was was it Batista? That's I, a good match to go out on. I know. I just I just say like because the defending Ric Flair's honor actually makes sense for that to be the last match. Okay. I just I just we'll get to it, but it's just like wrestlers who need to retire should just retire and be done mm-hmm. before they start like really declining. Is my opinion. I I agree with that to a point. It's just like when you love something so much, you just can't let it go and to feel the rush and like to feel, to feel that you got to think about like going out there and feeling that energy of, I used to be a performer, 20, 000, but 20,000 no, people to 20, 80,000 people, I, I get WrestleManias, it. It, that's a hard thing to give up. Like, I get it. I'm just saying you, you know, for your legacy to be successful, give it up. I mean, that's fair, um, but still, Triple H, get well soon. It's scary. The first thing I thought, the first thing that came to my mind was the Jay Bomeister thing when oh, he yeah. had that cardiac mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just scary. That happened last week. It's like it's crazy that it hasn't gotten out. I know. I, I applaud WWE for that. I actually have to applaud WWE for that because they, they're like the it. fucking TMZ of pro wrestling mm-hmm. when it comes to like shit like that. Like when it comes to like, ah, it's ah, I don't like it. I don't like I don't like the way they handle stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, it's never you know. Hopefully, it is going to be healthy enough to at least continue to work right. and do what he wants to do and like right. what he likes to do. Right. Um. So yeah, get well soon, Triple H, the game, the King of Kings. Get well soon. All right, let's get into let's get into what about how do you feel. I can't speak. Hold Ass on. Mouth? Ass mouth? Yes. Uh, prior to All Out Weekend, we had NWA Weekend here in so St. Louis wrestling, wrestling at the Chase. Yeah. I, my, myself, I saw six wrestling shows in eight nights. Yeah, it was a lot of wrestling. It that was, was fucking awesome. <laughs> I, w- I have reached my fill of wrestling. I, I need a break from going to shows just because it's just... A lot. I think we had gone to a um, a Glory Pro show a week before. To, yeah, a week before. So we three weekends in a row we had done wrestling. Well, good for you. Full Gear is not coming to St. Louis anymore. Oh, so I'm yay. sorry. I'm yep, not saying. I'm not you. wishing that. I'm just saying. You know, this weekend when I don't have anything to do, it'll be nice to just not do anything. 
I'm exhausted. Mm. We had NWA at the chase. Yep. Um, wrestling at the chase returned. I touched a little on it on the, this, uh, that solo episode last week, but, um, how, what did you think of it? So there were four shows. I committed to two and ended up going to three. <laughs> um, and the one that I missed, you had said was your least favorite of the three. Yes. Of the four. So I feel like I saw the best three of the four. Um, it was the, cool. The, my least favorite was the first set of TV tapings that we went to. That was oh. my least favorite night. Oh, I but thought. Oh, okay. That was, I thought that was the most boring. You're but, right. But you kind of had to have it because that literally set up everything for the following night. Yeah. And the following night were basically the payoffs, like to a lot of the stuff that they built up the night before. Because you got to think about it, they're filming eight weeks worth of television. Oh, four, yeah. Four weeks in in the two nights. Right. So, um, you know, it's kind of cool how they did it. But it like at the pay-per-view and like the women's pay-per-view, it sucked that there was no video screen to really, you know, watch what they were, right. Their promos that they had cut right. previously and all that. Yeah. No, I, I really liked it. Um, uh, again, I'm more of an indie wrestler person just because I like to get close. I like to, it makes it more exciting for me if I can see your faces and mm-hmm. I can see the little subtle things that you're doing. Well, and they kept interacting with us too. Yeah. I like, like that. us too. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't just, it wasn't just like, Oh, they're not interacting with anybody else. There was like several wrestlers that just kept interacting with me and Katie. And it was at one point, I think it was on the second show. I was like, why did they keep like looking at us? Like they're looking directly at I know. us. It was a little ner- That was a little nerve wracking. I don't want- <laughs> it, It's like, um, was it Brody or not Brody? Uh, Brodus Clay. He's not even Brodus Clay anymore. <laughs> Tyrus, the big guy. Yeah. What was said? Because I think he thought that I said it. Because he turned around and looks right at me and was like, his shoulders are bouncing up and down. He winked at me and was just like, kind of put his head down because he was laughing. But do you remember that? Yeah, I don't know what was said though. I forget. Yeah, I forget what he what was said too. Because I just remember because he broke character because he's like. He wasn't acknowledging anybody, like, for the three shows that I saw him at. He's playing this mega heel. He kind of won me over. He totally won me over in person. Was never a Bruce Clay fan, was never a fan of his. But watching the way he interacts with the fans, just on the character standpoint, I was like, all right, I'm sold. Like, God damn it. I liked him. God damn it. He seems like a fucking cool dude, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, whatever. I forget the joke that was said, but he turned around, winked at winked at us like, we and didn't just, say anything. yeah i was like we, we didn't say it but what's up tyrus um fucking pope coming up to me giving me that fucking awesome high five like he's like he's just going around just kind of like hey yeah thanks for coming like tapping people's hands when he got to me he's like what's up dude like <laughs> like i mean we did like the whole like yeah the whole like three second long handshake yeah like yeah. The, what do you call that fuck why am i drawing the blank i don't know like the you pull it in, like, like he pulled me in and gave me a fucking hug too. Like that was like, do we know each other? I mean, <laughs> I know of you when you were Elijah Burke and ECW WWE. Like, this is fucking cool. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then you had Saul fucking interacting with us. He was interacting with us a lot. Um, his manager was hilarious. Who is the one? So Danny we had, deals. We had this. I like Space liked, Man. I like Danny Deals. Uh, Space Man. <laughs> no. 
Spaceman kept interacting with us too. He, every time like he did a move, he would look like right at me and goes, "Yeah, how about that? Right? Yeah." And then like he gets friend would get then he was in a tag team match and his partner would get beat up. He's like, "Oh no, no, why that? Why that?" And like looking directly at me, I'm like, "I don't fucking know who you are." Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like I don't really watch NWA, but damn it, I'm a fan now. Like, like I like it. Um. There was one guy that was sitting next to us who was just a loud, a loud fan, but in a good way. I liked his, you know, he would be like really giving the heels some mm-hmm. heat, but in like a good way. Yeah, like how you're can, supposed to do how it. How you're supposed to do how it. How you're supposed to generate a reaction. Don't worry, it's my heel for right. for my heels. So okay. I'll get into that right. whole thing later. But that's like the thing, though. When you yell at the wrestlers when you're there, like it's a fun, it's fun to do. It's fun to yell at the wrestlers because they literally interact with you and you feel a part of the show. Right. You feel like you're actually now a character on the show because like they interact with you. Right. That's a cool thing. And well, I will, damn it, I, I will say it when we go to the face and heel. Don't Thank forget you. what I said. Thank you. Um, but anyways, so this guy sitting to my left. Mm-hmm. Doing all, you know, just just giving these wrestlers hell, right? And I don't even remember who he was doing it to, but they were yelling at each other back and forth. And the wrestler goes something like, I'll steal your wife from you if you don't watch out. Or I'll steal your girlfriend from you if you oh, don't watch yeah. out. forgot you know? about that. And he goes, you can't steal her. She's my wife. And he, like, looked at me. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not with this guy. And like another wrestler like went over to the guy and like I guess whispered her in his ear like she's not with him, she's with the other guy cuz I was like sandwiched between yeah. Tricky and this really loud guy and it was hilarious cuz they like then they fucked with us the rest of the night. Yeah. They were just like super friendly to us and like I don't know. Well, cuz I think they saw my face like um <laughs> Well, I remember when he cuz they were kind of walking towards the back. They were walking like towards the curtain when the other wrestler was like in his ear yeah because he turned around and looked at us and he just goes <laughs> oh shit it like it like just kept and you see him go oh shit you i could read his lips perfectly and he turned around looked at his tag team partner and you could see that they were just laughing about it and just walked back in the curtain well the thing is we saw them like four more times throughout yeah. the night because yeah. they're filming four weeks worth of television mm-hmm. so yeah i mean that was just funny it, it was, was funny it was a good time um uh, Chelsea Green, the hot mess, is terrifying up close. She's awesome. Um, when she turned to hot mess and we were there and she came and she literally oh, came I and guess, screamed. Uh, spoilers alert. Spoiler oh, alert. Sorry. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, spoiler alert. She's, oh. she's the hot mess again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe cut that out. But it, she scared me because we were like front row and she came up and screamed in my face and I was like, like, you're actually believably scared. Like, I, I'm... It made me very nervous when you when someone comes up and screams in your mm-hmm. face. That's uh, kind of an awakening, so. right? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Overall, I really liked it. Uh, the women's pay per view was that, definitely my favorite. That was by far the best event of the NWA weekend, and in my opinion, it was the second best wrestling show of the eight shows that I got to see, or of the six shows I got to see. Oh, really? That's my number two. By I mean, by far, that was my number two. I don't think you can touch one and two. And then, because Rampage was a lot of dark matches. Yes. Ramp- I got kind of bored at Rampage. A little bit. I I, I know it's, it's brand new. And knowing AEW and Tony Khan, they're going to change something up. They just got to get into the groove. They have just to fig- like they yeah. had with Dynamite. They have to figure it out how to do it. Um, because it's, it's about two hours worth of dark matches. Yeah. And I like dark. 
but I really like Dark for the commentary. I really like hearing Taz and Excalibur because I think they're hilarious. Because Dark is showcasing just who's signed by AEW. That's right. all it is. And it's a lot of squash matches. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Right. It's like the old school it's like the old school days of WWF superstars, like or uh Fuck, what are the sh- Saturday morning shows that used to be on? Shotgun Heat or whatever it's called. I forget the names of the shows. You're just trying to get Philos- your wrestlers. Velocity was one that was played on Saturday nights that I loved Velocity. Velocity was fucking awesome. Um, Raw had its own version to it. I can't remember. I think Raw's was just actually Sunday Night Heat. I don't remember it anymore. But it, it's you just want your wrestlers out there. You want them mm-hmm. available to be seen. Maybe if they can do a couple cool things cut a couple promos like you just mm-hmm. want them out there you want the content yeah, you're, out there you're building their characters right you're basically giving these wrestlers who aren't ready for the big stage yet tv time practice to, and yeah exactly um obviously there's some wrestlers on there that should be on tv but you need but those two right you got to flip them and i think AEW's done a very good job of shuffling out wrestlers and moving them around not keeping anybody stories. like yeah. too long and dark where they're not getting mm-hmm. to be what they need to be right I think they do a really good job on that. But back to the NWA. Oh, my God. I'm getting whiplash. I know. I'm sorry. God. It's all over. I mean, but it, it makes sense why we're all over, though. I know. Um, yeah. The Empower pay-per-view. Good job, Mickey phenomenal James. phenomenal pay-per-view. The women fucking killed it. Sky Blue is going to be a name that people are going to remember in a few years. How many times did we see Sky Blue wrestle <laughs> That's, in yeah. the last, like... How many times have we seen Sky Blue, Kira Hogan, Red Velvet, Kira, and mm-hmm. uh, Kylan King? Yeah, we saw f- all four of them uh, at the NWA and then at the tapings. And, and Diamante. And Diamante. And we met Diamante. Who's cool as shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've seen them a lot. <laughs> yeah. We saw them on Rampage and then we saw them again on... All out. Yep. <laughs> I've literally seen those four women wrestle like five times. Layla Hirsch. Which one's Layla Hirsch? She wrestled uh, Camille for the title. The little short Russian chick. She's super, super short, but she's a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit okay. Layla Hirsch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it better be. Whew. Apologize to Layla. So, sorry, Layla. Yeah, you better be. There's She'll a lot just a lot of new people, okay, that I've seen. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is, but I like you. Um, um but yeah, NWA was cool. The show started um it was very fast paced in a way yes. that it was like you didn't get bored between things. You never had a boring match. And we got to see we had an awesome pop at the uh Empower pay per view also. We had a little surprise as somebody announced their retirement. Katie, it's like one of your. I know it's one of your favorites. Why and am I Nick, you've never seen her wrestle. Like that's the thing. It's oh, one of your awesome Kong. Yeah, it's it's so funny how much you love her, <laughs> but yet you've really never seen a match of hers. No, not really. I've seen her in Royal Rumble. Well, you like no, but you like Glow. That's yeah. Like she's great on that show. She, I think she's proven that she's a good actress. Oh yeah, for sure. She's like, a good actress. She's a very good actress. She's a good wrestler. Like at least in the show, she's good Tia with Stevens, the camera. I think it's her real name yeah awesome um, Kong came came out and i was really excited and then she retired and i'm like well shit i know <laughs> i thought you were supposed to be an AEW. <laughs> i was kind of wondering why she never showed back up in AEW, but then i was wondering like oh i wonder if her contract expired like during covid or maybe. something and maybe she was only supposed to have like a little short run in AEW to to retire like because she i mean she's been wrestling for a while right. i mean 
people aren't dumb. We knew her retirement was coming. Right. We just didn't realize it was going to be at the chase. I know. Wrestling at the chase. Like, good God. With Gail Kim and like one of her oldest rivals too. That's what's so, that's what's cool is that that's one of her oldest and like biggest rivalries. Well, and that's what they said when, cause they both mm-hmm. retired together is like, I'm, I wouldn't go out with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah. There were a few tears um, at the women's wrestling pay-per-view. Which, in my opinion, I think that's okay at that show. Um, I don't think it'll be like at every... This was like the first, and also there was a lot of... There's, you know, people retiring or... I don't know. It's just special. I was special. For whatever reason, when the show started, I got like emotional at the very beginning. Like I got a little teary-eyed. I don't know if it's because it was wrestling at the chase was back. Or if it was just how cool it is to be at this event, which is historic on so many levels for it being all-women's pay-per-view. NWA's first ever all-women's pay-per-view. The first all-women's event at Wrestling at the Chase. Wrestling at the Chase for the first time since 1984. Like a lot of firsts. They were the first show back at right. the Chase. Which is so cool that the mm-hmm. NWA gave Mickey James the reins to do that, the mm-hmm. power to do that. Because... If they wouldn't have, it would have kind of felt like, ah, we're giving this to you. I kind of felt like it was like weird that the pay-per-view at WA73 wasn't the Saturday show. I thought it was weird. I'm very happy that they that it was I think they like wanted that. to be the first. Right. Well, and it's tradition to have wrestling pay-per-views on a Sunday. So NWA is oh. all about tradition. So that's why it was like that. But still pretty fucking cool. That's pretty cool. And Mickey James is just making WWE just. I'm surprised she didn't say she didn't say a fucking word. That's good though. You, why why give them credit on like why even mention them on a show that you want fans to f- completely forget exists? I, I'm Scorpio. I would have brought I would have brought my shit out in a trash mm-hmm. bag <laughs> or something. It actually would have been kind of cool <laughs> if she did that. <laughs> but it would have been pretty sweet. But uh, it was cool. She was super humble and just really mm-hmm. excited and i think that was the energy of the whole night yep for sure um yeah nwa was cool so you know i realized that we didn't do we Why? didn't do the predictions game i was so excited oh. to go to the show uh, I made how did we forget i was so excited i just completely slipped my mind i think it's not being here watching it like i was just thinking about getting to the show and actually being there having a good time whatnot get drunk um I did predictions, though, on my solo episode last week. It okay. was like a 10-minute episode. Ran through it. I think I got... Of course, I think I got everything right, too. <laughs> I literally... Like, I'm literally thinking back. I even said Jericho would win. I even said Lucha Bros would win. I even said Ruby Riot would date... Or Ruby Soho would debut and win. She did. Um... The only thing I said, and I even said, I think Omega wins, and I guess that's when Brian comes out. I don't know what else. I said maybe he replaces Paul White. That didn't happen, but I still had Paul White winning. <laughs> um, trying to think. I had Jungle yeah, Jurassic Express. They won that, and there was no other pre-show match. It was just that one. Right. Uh, Did you predict? I got Miro. I had a perfect score. Wow. That's, so sorry we didn't compete that God damn week. it. I even this. said Jericho too. God damn. <laughs> I literally got I literally got everything correct. Got Moxley. What was after Moxley? Britt Baker got yeah, I had a fucking perfect score. 
I even got the tiebreaker correct. Nothing makes me happier than to see you upset about losing or winning, but losing because we didn't do it. <laughs> give me the title. Who's the champion? Even? Uh, I think it was Jim. It is Jim. Yeah, Jim, give me the title. No, don't give, give it to him, Jim. I'm going to text him right now. I'm like, if you were before the pay-per-view, who did you think was going to win between Jericho and MJF? He's not going to answer honestly. I think he will. I don't think he will realize why I'm asking. I'm going to text him now. Don't you fucking do I'm it. Don't fucking do it. If he says MJF, I get the belt. No. I'll be, I'll be no. Mega, I'll be, no. I'll be super fucking no. heel. Uh, give me that. I stole the belt. No. That's bullshit. Would you have picked Jericho? I was on the fence about Jericho. I was on the fence until the entrance of Jericho. Yep. Or I guess the entrance of MJF. That, yeah. That, when he came out like that, I was like, oh. Jericho's for sure yeah. winning. Yeah, because they were, you know, MJF came out to the old Jericho mm-hmm. countdown, I guess. And I was like, oh. Pff. Well, while we're here, I guess this is the all out talk. Let's yeah. go. So Jericho and MJF, I guess we're not going to go in order. Or you want to go in order? How do we even get there? Oh, because I talked about what we didn't do. Uh-huh. No, we don't have to go in order. I wasn't even going to go match by match. I was okay. just going to talk about like the big ones. moments. Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of what was like our experience. You want to start then? Oh, go keep going. Oh, I, so the countdown for MJF, um, and the way MJF walked out, I was like, "Oh, there's no fucking way that he's gonna be that silly and retire Jericho." Like, I know MJF is kind of like mean, silly, but like that was even a little far for him, like to rip on him that bad and to like rip on the fans. I mean, that got that got me. That got everybody in the yeah. fucking arena. But I thought Jericho might be retiring. Um, he looked good though. He looked. Good he looked good. Match. That was a. He's like slowly getting better at wrestling again, and I don't know if it's because like he's actually wrestling every week now because he did like the five mm-hmm. Jer- the labors of Jericho, and I don't know. It looks like he's gotten better again. He's intimidated by Christian. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Fuck! If Christian can look that good, I if can CM look that Punk good." Can look that good. Yeah, so he's probably like working out more, drinking less. Right. Um, that was another thing that he even bring up at the beginning of the show. CM Punk's first match back. I was going to say, mean, you haven't said his name all for, for like the last hour and a half. It was awesome, too. It was, that's a match that's like, the more I watch it, the more I love it. When it was happening in person, I'm like, it's very kind of slow. It's kind of slow moving, but I like it because it's a kind of a throwback match, and Punk's owning it. And then I realized, well, I didn't realize until I saw the tweet after the show, they did several spots that were identical to a Bret Hart match Back in, like, 1992. Really? Yes. Like, even, like, uh, Bret Hart, I think, gets whipped, like, Irish, or not Irish, whipped, like, uh, arm dragged mm-hmm. by, I want to say it was 123 Kid, who's X-Pac, but at the time, he was, like, a jobber. So, he did an arm drag to Bret Hart, and Bret Hart kind of sits there and kind of, like, laughs to himself and shakes his head and, like, gets up. Punk sits there, laughs to himself, shakes his head, and gets up. He does it I, perfectly. Like how Bret Hart does it. Like there's a side by side gif on Twitter right now <laughs> of the of like the actual move like happening, and it's almost picture perfect, like identical. It's think I think that's pretty cool. And they did it like they did like two other spots throughout the match that were just like a Bret Hart match. It's like that's pretty he fucking. He's given cool. his kudos to mm-hmm. his you know people he respects. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I'm trying to think. I can't think of another match that does that. I thought that was pretty cool. Leave it to Punk to be creative and like, and in paying respect in like a very unique way oh, without punk. actually like just mimicking it. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, punk having creative freedom does actual cool things. Right. And he, oh. looked, he looked fucking good, too. He did. He looked like he, he literally, he got to a point in that match where he looked like, like I was towards the end, it looked like he found his legs again and like found his feet. Because it's going to take a minute to, for you to get back into it. Like, he hasn't been wrestling, he hasn't been wrestling for seven well, years. Until like, you know, he can obviously handle a crowd, but can you handle a crowd while mm-hmm. being scrutinized for your wrestling in the ring for right. 40 minutes? You know, I don't know. In the story, I mean, and, well, and you have the fucking marks on Twitter and social media. Like, what if he, he's, he's so washed up. He can't go anymore. I'm like, you dumb fucks. He's straight edge. He's going to be completely fine. Like <laughs> his body's younger than ours right now. Right. Like he's probably, in, he's probably in the best shape he's ever been in because he hasn't been beating up his body for fucking mm-hmm. for the last seven years, except for the two times he got beat in the UFC. Well, actually won no contest now. He's huh. oh one and one. <laughs> um, but either way, even just him going to the UFC, the courage that he had to just do that, right. the balls you have to have to do that right. with no background experience. You're like, I just know I can get beat up and I can take it. Right. Like, I can take pain. <laughs> the dude has more balls than any of you fucking marks on Twitter, so shut the fuck up and sit down, fatty. Um, it's got to tell it how it is. Like, Jesus Christ. It's like somebody made a post the other day. It's like, have you ever thought about like people like on Twitter who get mad and just say mean shit, body shame people and do all this shit, but they never see their face. They're always hiding behind like a cartoon picture or a wrestler's picture or something like that. And it's like, wonder what you look like if you're just going to keep making fun of us. Mm-hmm. So I feel no remorse in saying shit like that. But CM Punk being back. That was that was just that was cool, and that crowd was so exhausted. Oh, we were Half, so tired. Halfway through that match, that crowd is totally trying to catch their breath and be like, "Holy shit, CM Punk!" Like, because they popped, they did a cool pop for him. They sang his entrance song. Uh, that was right after Jericho's match. Yeah, which was exhausting. Also, which, yeah, and the crowd was kind of falling down for that match because that was. That was right after the fucking cage match. Which was awesome. Actually, no. That was right after the Battle Royal, which was awesome. Yeah. It was a like, lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, like that one fan said to you. Yeah. We're in the elevator the next day. I'm like getting a little Wheatley cart to get our shit out from the hotel room. And I'm wearing an all elite shirt. And he goes, man, <laughs> do you have a voice from yesterday? I'm like, I'm fucking exhausted. And he's like, uh, when the... Japanese wrestler Suzuki yeah well, he's like when he debuted he's like I lost it he goes I was exhausted and he's like after that I just I couldn't he's like I didn't I, and the show kept going and it just kept going <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though. that show was so fucking awesome it never stopped like the energy never stopped no nope. like that was pure adrenaline like that crowd stayed hot the entire show and they really got into the punk match like I want to say it's when he sits up, when Darby's going for the coffin drop and Punk sits up. Oh, my God. Such a close fucking call. And I can't remember if Darby's suicide dive was before that or right after that. But that was around that same point. That's when the match totally flipped. and It Mm -hmm. was just fast-paced till the end. And the way Punk kind of flings Darby's body down to give him to go to sleep, how fast he does that and how precise and smooth it was it's like 
That's why he's the best in the world. Like, the dude is fucking awesome. And he made it look so perfect. He made it look real, too. Like, he's actually like, I gotta, he's like, I gotta get this move. If I don't hit it here, I lose. Mm -hmm. The storytelling in that match was phenomenal. That's why I love that match so much. That's why that match slowly gets better and better because the slow, like, methodic storytelling in that match. Yeah, you can just tell they put a lot of, they put a lot of thought and effort into what they were doing. That's, to me, that's a professional wrestling match that was done perfectly. A great match. CM Punk is back in that. Here we go. Tonight's really the start of like real CM Punk back in wrestling. We, I'm excited. Like tonight's probably going to be the start of like a storyline mm-hmm. instead of being like I'm back and you're my first one. Right. Like I'm back. Cheer for me. Tonight's like <laughs> let's get into it. Right. Why are you? Why am I actually here? I'm here to fucking kick the shit out of Kenny Omega. That's why I'm here. Ooh. Um. Let's see. Uh, Moxley. By the way, gonna just where I would even bring this up. I know I was waiting for you to bring it up. Fucking John Moxley's coming down the fucking walkway, the aisleway. You manifested it. I did. That was the other thing uh-huh. I manifested. So I was like, you "How looked- cool would it be if Moxley just you know his entrance was he walked down this aisle? How cool would that this be? was like before the show even started. Mm-hmm. We had just gotten our first beer, checking out our seats. Yeah. <laughs> Lo and behold, John Moxley. Yeah, and you weren't even there. I saw him up in the lo- lobby. They wouldn't let me come to my seat. Yeah. So <laughs> when I realized John Moxley was going to make his entrance that way, um, there was a fan running up the steps. He's like, I can't, they won't let me out. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I'm like, they won't let you out? And he's like looking around. He's like, I don't know what to do. They won't let me out. What did I do? And I go, fucking Moxley's coming out. And like when I said that, everybody was like, oh, shit. He is. They all got out their phones. I'm like, you're welcome, fuckers. Like, got you guys ready. <laughs> But yeah, Moxley came out. I made I myself tricky made his AEW debut also at All Out. It was just a night of debuts for AEW. <laughs> As you can see me for like two seconds right behind John Moxley walking down the it was aisle. It's a good shot though. It was a great shot. You yeah. can see me going, let's fucking go. <laughs> I was up in the lobby because I was getting another drink and food. And I'm like, why is there like why are all these people standing where I need to go? Because we had aisle seats, which were fucking awesome. Mm. But I'm like, why are they standing here? And then all of a sudden I see someone pacing with a water bottle in their hand, just like getting fucking pumped. And I'm like, is that fucking Moxley? And sure, sure as shit it was. I was within five feet of him as he's just like getting into it. That's fucking cool. Yeah. At least, at least you got to see that. Because yeah. I felt miserable when like you weren't there. Well, I got the only. Well, actually, after he passed walking down the aisle, I was like, oh shit, she's not here. Like. <laughs> No, it's okay because I got to see the other side of it. But I will say the fucking douchebag fake security guard pissed me off. He goes, you need to go somewhere else. And I'm like, this, I, these are where my seats are. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. like where do, where do, you, where do yeah, you expect wh- her to go? You want me to just take a lap? Like, I'm going to wait here. I'm not trying to push in. I'm not trying to go ahead. Like, I'm going to stand by this wall and wait. But you know, shut the fuck up. You know what? If he would have escalated it, Moxley would have stepped in. Moxley would have had your... That's I've, Moxley's done that before where, like, a security guard has been like, you can't be here. And Moxley's like, he, they're fucking sitting here, dude. Shut up. Like, there's like a fan video of him doing it. Yeah. And Moxley was like, they paid to be here, man. Leave it alone. I think it was when he was at the Shield. Like, all three of them were like, leave, leave them alone. They're, this, they're fans. Leave them alone. I'm allowed to watch. That's yeah. the whole point of the show is you that paid, I get you to paid watch. To be there. Yeah. And I, it's not like I was 
I, I couldn't go down a different fucking aisle. This was the aisle I was supposed to go down. So you have aisle seats. Like, like shut up. Um, yeah, but that was cool. Suzuki coming out, man. Holy Everybody shit. Everybody sang his song. I didn't I know who he was. I didn't know that. who he was, but I assumed he was pretty famous because I mean, everybody got, oh, yeah. got up it for a big it. Deal. So. He's wrestling Moxley tonight on Dynamite. That'd be cool. Yep. Um, Moxley's face was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that was the best. Is when Moxley, like, obviously knew he was coming out, but for some reason, Moxley had the worst delayed but best delayed reaction I've ever seen. When his eyes, he puts his hands on his head, his eyes get really big, and he just goes, fuck <laughs> and then he starts pacing in the ring he's like no 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 and then all of a sudden he's like come on motherfucker like because suzuki's a bad motherfucker suzuki might kill him yeah and uh, that was awesome i can't believe the crowd sang his song like that blew my mind everybody did like i was getting ready to yell it and then when everybody else did, i was like oh, like you all know it like that's fucking cool as shit but well, wait but According to WWE, nobody watches New Japan in America. Uh, let's let's also go. According to WWE, all you guys watch is AEW. And all you watch is AEW, so you don't have any good opinions about wrestling. And, and getting it's like, to see uh, Kojima in person was just fucking cool too. That's just another one I can mm-hmm. check off the list. Like Kojima and Suzuki, all in one. Like that right there. Like if that was a New Japan show, it's just fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, the, obviously yeah. AEW fans don't just watch AEW. Miro and stupid ass people. Miro and Kingston underrated. I mean, you don't hear anybody talking about that match because just because of how much shit happened on the show. But that match was so good. That match was fucking great. Actually, that was Kingston. I think that was Kingston's best match since being in AEW. I think so too. That that match was awesome. He was smooth. He was yes. confident. Like he was a he was he made you believe that he can beat Miro. That Miro can't beat him without cheating. Right. That's awesome. That's the first time we've ever seen Miro actually struggle to win a match and have to cheat to win. I think that's pretty cool. And they let that person be Eddie Kingston. I think that's pretty cool. It was cool. Um, let's see. The Battle Royal. That was awesome. That was, that was, I think, AEW's best women's Battle Royal they've ever done. It was. They have a lot of good talent. They've, they're have fi- they're finally getting into the swing of... But I thought the, the women's, women's division sucks. Div- well, I thought yeah. it's not good. Okay, okay. That was fucking three years ago. But, but what you're telling me, it took time to develop and like get storylines, build natural storylines with chemistry. Oh. What? Who would have thought? Oh. Fucking idiots! Told you. Uh, I'll, here, let me be. Let me be that guy. Told you. If you listen to our show, go back to fucking two years ago, three years ago, whenever we were talking about AEW. There's an, there's several episodes of me calling your bitch ass marks out fucking give it time let them develop and look at what's happened now Britt baker is one of the most over wrestlers in the world now and not women's wrestlers just fucking wrestlers yeah um i will say and this has nothing to do with anything other than women's divisions excelling uh what's lana's name cj parker cj parker so we listened to a podcast with cj parker was it talk talk is jericho what Mm -hmm. was that what it was so she's interviewing and she was talking just about her experience as a woman in the a woman in the industry and she was saying like when she was like a manager and stuff and she was like managing Miro and doing all of stuff she said being in the ring or being by the ring or being by the you know the male wrestlers that have been you know getting all of the attention all of the coaching all of that shit when she's you know still trying to become a wrestler herself 
being in the ring with such talented male wrestlers and being able to take advantage of that. She's like, that's what made me better. That's what I grew grew from. She's like, it just it just sucks. Like women have she, a complete. Doesn't she even shout out Ruby Soho? Like on the, I think she did. I thought she was like Ruby, like like kind of like helped her a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I, this is did. just this maybe is I'm making maybe it's a different somebody else. This is just a specific of how women in at least this industry from an outside perspective, mm-hmm. I don't actually fucking know, don't get the same training. They don't get the same coaching. They don't get the same attention. They don't get the same opportunity. Like Lon, or CJ Parker really hit home on that. And she's like, I had to be in the ring with men to get the same right. opportunity. So it's bringing that over to the AEW's women's division. You're not getting women who are at the top of their game because they haven't been given the opportunity to be a fucking badass women's wrestler. It takes time. It it takes takes, a lot of coaching and it takes a lot of like help from men, unfortunately. It takes time. And a lot of those women wrestlers in AEW are also very green too. They're pretty new to wrestling. Right. But they're, I mean, their coaches are, who's that heel that everybody hates? Who wrestled? The the asshole. When the coaches? Yeah. For AEW? He wrestled... Uh, for AEW or WWE? Yeah, for AEW. He wrestled uh, the big guy. QT Marshall? Yeah, QT. Yeah, so QT Marshall and Omega are primarily... Heavily, uh, Omega is like fully behind the women's division. I think right. QT like trains more of the men. I mean, he does... I know he does both. So I know he trained... Um, Red Velvet. But I'm just saying they're putting just as much value on training the women as the men mm-hmm. from what I gather and from the improvement it's mm-hmm. kind of shows that oh, yeah. they're not getting like second class training. They're getting literally Billy Gunn's a big like helper of the women's division too. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Just just giving a shout out. Like give it time. Women have not had the same opportunity in literally probably every faction of sports, entertainment jobs businesses like it's gonna take time and you have to realize why things are the way they are so fuck you you fucking misogynistic marks okay thanks for my coming to my ted talk uh ruby soho yes that was awesome i got teary-eyed when she came out only because I looked up at like the screen and you could just see the tears like in her eyes of her being like she was legitimately shocked by the reaction like when she came out, she's like wow like because she, she never got that in WWE. Right. And, like, fans have always liked her. That's, like, the thing. Fans have always been a fan of hers. And wrestlers have even outspoken, have been outspoken about how great she is as a wrestler. Like, how how she would be an asset to anybody in any company. Because she's that good. She is fucking incredible. She is seriously that good. So in watching her getting not used in WWE and just being pushed as a side, like, low carter in the women's division, it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You're literally wasting away one of your best women's talents that you have. You're not even giving her a chance to actually, like, be somebody. So when she got released, everyone was like, finally, she's free. Go to AEW. (laughs) Like, please go to AEW. Help their division out. Make it better. And you're going to, sure shit, she's going to be pushed to the main event scene mm-hmm. right away. Right away. And she came out, and I was just like, it would, the look on her face with the Ruby Soho by Rancid playing as her theme song, which is fucking awesome. 
everything there at that moment was like it was all worth it just to get to this point, just to be here. Because everything that happened to you in the past is the reason why these fans are so fucking hard behind you now. Mm -hmm. Like fucking aggressively behind you and pushing for you to get to the fucking top of the mountain. Like they are now so energetic. Like it's like the Daniel Bryan effect where they just kept WWE would never give him a chance. And the fans are like, we're going to make you give him a chance. (laughs) And it's just, it's pretty fucking cool. And that reaction was awesome. That reaction was so cool. And when she won, she even got it again. It's just fucking awesome. They had a high Bryce moment when they just embraced the hug. Mm -hmm. That might be the purest moment I think I've ever seen in wrestling. Because the referee, you never see a referee like actually hug back. Right. And he fucking like hugged back. He's like, hey, friend. Yeah. It's like somebody said on Twitter, it's like like that sister that you had when you were, like you read about in stories all the time, the, the runaway. And now she's home. Like she ran away to WWE and now she's home. She had to go test it out for herself, learn, become like a woman, come back, and you're now you're better than ever. That's what it, and it's like. That's fucking perfect. That's mm-hmm. actually what happened. It's like that's actually what happened. She was a huge player on the indie scene, and now she's a fucking star, which is awesome. Yeah, and what a name! Ruby Soho is a fucking kick-ass name. Destination now, Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Okay, cool. Good talk. That was good. That was good. Was it good? It was great. Yikes. Uh, Britt Baker retaining the women's title. She is just fucking so over. And when she hit that Panama Sunrise, Adam Cole's move, I thought the roof was going to come off the fucking building. Adam Cole is in the back being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, He's like, yeah, (laughs) baby. Get it? They're going to be loud for me, too. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. But no, it's she's just she's awesome. She's playing the character perfectly. Like I think she is the Becky Lynch should be the biggest thing to women's wrestling right now. But because of the way WWE botched her return so poorly, she's not. Britt Baker, I think, is the biggest women's star in the world right now. Oh, for sure. I can't wait till she does another close. badass match too. Oh, you know it's coming. And when she hit the Panama Sunrise, they called it the the. Uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Sunrise. <laughs> but I was like, that's pretty cool. It's a nice touch. Um, yeah. Solid, solid fucking show. Yeah. Well, we're not done. Who else is there? We're not done. Who else is there? Did you forget about Seattle? Oh, yeah. Metal, which was, I mean. So loud. Their ladder match the Bucks and Lucha Bros ladder match. We were there for that also at All yeah. Out two years ago. Mm-hmm. That was, it still might be my all-time favorite match I've ever seen in person. That that's Just seeing that match was just like, nuts. holy shit. Not only was it a, like a holy shit match, but it was like, man, I'm fucking excited for AEW. Because that was before the first episode of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So it's like, shit. Like, AEW is going to be fucking something it's gonna be something now you go fast forward to this past weekend and their match the stories the rivalry that they've already had knowing what you knowing what you're about to see amplified by 10 now because they have to keep topping it right i was just like brothers versus brothers we're gonna see 
I think I even said to you, I'm like, we're either going to see an extremely violent match or we're going to see like them jumping off the cage a million times. and It's just going to be crazy. And it was a combo of both. It it was more of it was an extremely violent match. Yeah. <laughs> it was a like a fucking brawl. And I those I'm a sucker for those matches for those. But not just like the gross I don't really like the overgrossness of mm-hmm. it. I don't like death matches. I don't like the glass at times. It has to be right. It has to be like in a blood feud where they just fucking hate each other. Use that spot. I get that. I just don't like doing the, the Nick Gage's like death matches and all that. It's, yeah. It's whatever. It is what it is. Um, but it was brutal. But the extreme like street fights or the Mick Foley matches and like those are extremely violent. But those make sense to why they're happening in terms of a story because they absolutely hate each other. That they they're trying to hurt each other. They're trying to hurt each other without killing them as much as they can. I don't know how many times Ray Phoenix got thrown into the cage. I know. <laughs> it was like seven times. I was like, how many time, more times are they gonna just toss his limp body into the fucking chain link fence? They did a lot, and then like just that. <laughs> Fuck you, Garth, and then. That match, though, it was so violent, but it needed to be done because mm-hmm. they needed to. They fucking hate each other. They have to do whatever it takes. And when uh, Matt Jackson brought out the fucking spiked shoe, I was like, holy shit. What a callback. They've only done that like one time, I think. And it was against a match with Candice LeRae and that douchebag, which I'm not naming his name because I'm not mm-hmm. even giving him the fucking credit. Nope. Um, but they did it to her. I You've showed me that. And yeah. she's bleeding she's... like horribly. And it's like, I liked it because it's, you know, they're playing with the gender roles a little right. bit. Like mm-hmm. women can still be in fights with men and it's okay. Mm-hmm. No, that means. she took, I mean, she had. Ugh, right. Ugh. And they used it in the match. Then Phoenix used it back on them. Mm-hmm. And then the circle super kicks. <laughs> That sequence is just so cool to see. And then the ending. Well, actually, before we get to the ending, the fucking entrance of the Lucha Bros was awesome. It was huge. That was fucking cool. And them wearing the... The, uh, the feather hats? Yes, that was I don't so... know what they're called, but they're cool. Oh, the, dude. The... Lucha Bros had one of the coolest entrances I've ever seen in person, by far. Like, that entrance was awesome. That got me fucking hyped. And the little... The fucking backup dancers, all they were doing is rocking back and forth doing the Seattle Miedo. It's like, like that's it? That's all you had to do? Mm-hmm. I could have done that. It's probably like Mac Ca- Max Caster. And, Pro- uh... It's probably like, yeah, it's probably a bunch of like backstage like wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, dark wrestlers, I meant. Backstage. That was that <laughs> shitty show CM Punk was on and the fans still went crazy for his return. Let's let that sink in. Here, yeah. Backstage, when Punk debuted on Backstage, he was on an episode with Renee Young, who is married to Moxley, no longer employed by WWE. Christian Cage was on the show, too. He is now in AEW. Oh, and a guy by the name of Adam Cole, baby, were also on the show. All four of them no longer work for WWE. I just think that's hilarious. Something's going on. Something is strange happening. Um, But yeah, and then... Ray Phoenix jumping off the cage. Well, Sarah, Sarah Miro. Penta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penta goes, like, grabs him and points up. I was like, you got to do it, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, Todd, they're going to go off the top. I was waiting for it. 
I mean, they were definitely going to do it. And then, you know, Nick Jackson, like, chased him up there. And And then what's crazy is that, like, if you watch some cage matches where they, like, they jump off and do a crossbody like Ray Phoenix does, they don't jump up. They just kind of fall to, like, Mm -hmm. Ray Phoenix jumps up and gets higher. I know. That's what's crazy is, like, he got higher. And if you watch it back on pay-per-view, that cage looks like it's almost to the point of the second, like, floor. Oh, it definitely is. Like, of the arena where the second level of seating yeah. is. No, it definitely is. So if he's jumping up, he's jumping up higher and goes down. What a crazy motherfucker. No shit. And then they win the match after that and the pop the crowd gives him. The crowd gives him, like, a Stanley Cup winning, mm-hmm. like, pop. Like, that's fucking awesome. I think that's when everybody was exhausted. That's the point that that the crowd... That match took it out of them. We were like, oh, man. And then it was Jericho after that? Uh, The Battle Royal. That was was supposed to be the cool-down match. And then they brought the fans right back into it. So when Jericho was coming out, people were like, fuck. Like, (laughs) not ready for this. (laughs) But, um, yeah, the Lucha Bros, your new AEW World Tag Team Champions, fucking so deserved. It is so well-deserved. Um... Penta I hope they says, resign. I hope they resign. They only signed a one-year deal, like a one-year extension last year. They're just keeping their options open. Hope so, uh, shout out to Scorpio Sky signed a five-year extension today. Hell yeah! Um, but yeah, the Lucha Bros, uh, Young Bucks match. I don't know if it's better than the latter match. I think that was my um, favorite match of the night. Oh, by mm-hmm. that was my favorite match by far. Mm-hmm. By far, that was my favorite match. Like that match. Toward the fuck that match almost stole the show. Mm-hmm. I actually was surprised that when the match happened, I thought it was going to be a little later because, in my opinion, it's like you know that crowd's going to be crazy, right? For them, save that. I was actually, I think I would have flipped Jericho and their match. Actually, maybe I maybe would have flipped Punk and Darby, but I understand why Punk and Darby was so late because. CM Punk's first match. Right. Why not why not make it like the co main event basically? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Lucha Bros win. Paul White, um, QT Marshall. That was done specifically for a reason. The reason why? why that match went on, they Tony Khan wanted a cooldown match between Punk and the main event. So he's like, Well, what better way to do it than just put Paul White out? Just to get a little treat, you get to see Big Show wrestle. Right. So but they're like, at the same time, if we go over time and we have to cut it, no one, unfortunately, like nobody's really going to care. Well, and Big Show and QT know that that's why that match is happening. Well, and it's not like they don't already have their jobs and they're, you know, they're right. not like up and coming wrestlers. They're right. They're, they're established. Yeah, they're there for the future. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I mean that match was even kind of fun. For it was a minute match. I was like, I thought they did it. I thought they did it really well and it made the big show move quick instead of like yeah. a WWE match where he moves very slowly. Mm-hmm. They the spots they were like they made him move quick, which I was like, eh, he pulled looked it good. off, looks he good. good. Um, and now the main event. We talked about it. I mean, we talked about Adam Cole, the people, yeah, and Daniel um, Bryan, Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson. We didn't really talk fully about Brian Danielson. We talked more about Adam Cole, but. Kenny Omega, Christian, that match is fucking awesome. That match was great. Oh, but I wanted Omega and Hangman. Shut up. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, those. You're just just enjoy what you're given, I okay? I agree. Let the story happen. Mm-hmm. They'll uh, tell it eventually. 
Yeah. Uh, Christian Cage and Kenny Omega for the AEW World title, though, was just phenomenal. Don Callis. Watching Don Callis work the crowd in person is just art. It's fucking hilarious. Like, he can get a rise out of anybody. He can just walk up to him and be like, fuck you. Like, I don't, I don't even know what he says. He just looks at him, and the fans just start chanting stuff, and he just makes like a disgruntled, like disgusted face back at him. They just still, and they, they react even more than after that. So they're like, fuck. Yeah. Um, the spear through the table was fucking sweet. Um, Omega hitting that, hit a couple fucking vicious fucking V triggers. Uh, yeah. And then he hit the, how about the one winged angel off the fucking top rope? Didn't like it. That was insane. Nope. That was awesome. Did not like it. Don't appreciate those kind. I mean, I appreciate them, but fuck. But I mean, gives me such anxiety. Christian, man, another guy that hadn't wrestled in seven years, comes back looking like he hadn't missed a fucking beat. He looks better than when he did seven years ago. He, I think this is the best form of Christian I've ever seen in my life. Maybe it's because they're in a good environment with a lot of support. But, you gotta, but Christian wasn't with WWE. His whole career. He was with Impact. I'm just, but I mean, even then you don't have the health insurance. You don't have the, you know, maybe the schedules works better for him. Um, So then uh, after the match, Omega wins, retains. Elite come out. All the Elite come out to beat down Christian. And then Jurassic Express tries to help. But then they, they get beat down. And that's where Kenny Omega gets on the mic. He's like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are doesn't matter. You'll never beat me. And let's face it, the only people who kind of have a shot at my title are either not here, they're already retired, or they're dead. And then the lights went out, Adam Cole's music hit. It was fucking awesome. Then Brian Danielson's music hit, and holy shit, the place erupted again. Never seen back-to-back debuts like that before. Just so fucking well done. It is the greatest wrestling pay-per-view of all time. Uh, what I loved after the show went off the air was uh, Brian Danielson getting on the mic. And when he gives Christian a hug, the look on their face, on both their faces, is like, this is cool. Like mm-hmm. They had a look on their face like, holy shit. Like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yep. You guys could say poo-tang and it'll be... Chanted. Well, The it's Rock like, used to do that. So. I know. I, that's I was Poontang Pie. I was. That's what I was referring to. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Just saying they have they have that kind of status of interacting with the crowd, and the crowd wants it. Daniel Bryan afterwards was like, "I'm going to get maybe some heat for this, but I liked where I worked at before here, and I'm still here." <laughs> he kind of looking around like, "Let that sink in." I'm still left and i loved that place it's like damn it's like what it's just crazy he gave a few reasons why he chose to come to aew none of them were like mean directly i don't think to wwe Mm -hmm. i thought it was really classy the way he did it brian and and cole both were like that um brian danielson was like i forget his first reason but his second reason was oh the first reason was the talent that's here. Yes. Yeah. That was the first reason. The second reason was because he loved how the fans were reacting to the content. Mm-hmm. He's like, the fans, you guys are awesome. Right. And the third reason is, is because he's a wrestler, because I don't yeah. think he was getting to wrestle the way he wanted to, or as much as he wanted to, or in the way he, I don't well, know. In WWE, and he, they, you can't say the word wrestling on TV. 
That's not that's not a thing. They're sports entertainment. Mm. They're sports entertainers. They're not wrestlers. That's gross. That's not a wrestling show. It's a sports entertainment show, Katie. Duh. It's so stupid. It's 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 so stupid. But that's why he's here because he wants to fucking wrestle. Yeah. And um, in the post media scrum, he said uh, he was like he's like a fourth reason. He's like I just didn't feel comfortable saying this on the air because I didn't want people to make it big deal about it because like one of the major reasons why i wanted to come here was exactly what punk said last week in an interview he's like it was the handling of Brody lee and like how they handled that whole situation with him and his family they kept his privacy quiet and how they how well they kept it a secret from the public and everything he's like you have to just applaud the respect of this company like you have to applaud them as individuals as human beings like they're for incredible. handling a tough situation in the best way possible, the, probably in the best way you ever could. Right. So that was like one of the reasons. But then uh, also when he had the mic at, at the show, when the show was over, he's like, CM Punk said, he's here to help the young talent. Well, I'm here to kick their fucking heads and let's fucking go. <laughs> I was like, damn, Brian Danielson is fucking here. I mean, where do you go? Where do you go with this? AEW has unlimited possibilities now for like stories, matches, shit we've never seen before. We've never Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Bryan Danielson. We could get Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan. I'm doing it again. Brian, Brian it's gonna get so. That's gonna be so hard to get used to. We're gonna get Danielson versus Hangman. Danielson versus like legit John Moxley, not Dean Ambrose. Like, oh, that'll be a badass one. Yeah, uh, we get fucking Danielson versus. I'm drawing a fucking blank. Uh, Sammy Guevara. Sammy fucking Guevara. Darby Allen. Like Ricky Starks. Fucking Starks would be fucking great. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Like, which shout out Powerhouse Hobbs. Cool as shit. Oh, I love you, Hobbs. He is cool and humble as shit. I like your overalls. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking, I mean, John Silver even. John Silver versus Danielson would be Ooh, awesome. Ooh, that would, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy. Daniel Garcia, the guy with 3.0, or 2.0, which is, by the way, shout out 2.0. You guys are also mm-hmm. awesome. Even though I think I pissed off Jeff Parker. Um, not on purpose <laughs> I know it's so funny it's like sorry about your Canadians guys uh, I was pulling for them in the Stanley Cup and it was like what is it? and they both like what is this a joke what the fuck is this what are you doing why do you gotta remind us like what are you doing like is this a joke what are you doing and I'm like I know I was actually rooting for you guys and like Jeff, Jeff Parker just goes Psh! and he starts signing the autograph and Matt uh, Matt Lee's like oh were you you were okay cool why'd you bring it up like <laughs> staying kind of in character but also like not in character. Yeah. Because I was like, you guys got it. I'm like, I'm a blues fan. He's like, and Matt Lee just goes, oh, you got your fucking cup. And like, started signing the autograph. And I'm like, you guys got like 23, 24 Stanley Cups though. And Jeff Parker had just like, like that looks up. He goes, yeah, that was like when we had fucking six teams in the fucking NHL. Of course <laughs> you're going to have a shitload of Stanley Cups. What the fuck is that? Of course we have fucking 23 Stanley Cups. I want one now. I'm alive. Damn it. And Matt <laughs> Picks his head up and laughing, and he's like, "All right, calm down now, calm down. Just sign the autograph." Like, like sore subject, I guess. It was just so funny because they they start both started laughing, but two point they're cool. But the guy that they're with, Daniel Garcia, him versus Brian would be fucking awesome. I think cool. I I mean, and I would assume that um, 
Brian Danielson is going to be a full-timer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, He'll be like Christian. Yep. Mm -hmm. Where they are on every show. Mm -hmm. Even Matt Hardy, even though he's not wrestling. Yeah, they're going to be... They're not going to be any... They're going to be less like Brock Lesnar and more like a full-timer. This is where AEW is going to have to start making some tough decisions because you're going to have to have these guys on every week. Like the Elite, they're on every week. Punk's going to be on every week. Brian's going to be on every week. It's going to be a lot harder to shuffle out like shuffle through talent, but I've trust AEW. To, They'll figure it out. They, yeah. Um, give me Danielson versus MJF. Ooh, that'd be a good one. That would be, that's, we would get the actual Miz Danielson storyline. We were all hoping for in WWE. Yeah. Just, it'll be way better. And, um, fuck. How about Adam Cole versus any of those guys I named also? Those matches are going to be insane. Fuck. Give me Adam Cole or even Danielson versus fucking Orange Cassidy. Give me that match. That match would be fucking awesome. It'll happen. Yeah, I can't wait. Cole versus Omega for the first time is going to be awesome. Um, I'm so excited. I saw a picture today that had... It showed the gauntlet. The um, From Avengers? Yes. That Thanos wears, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of the Affinity Stones, it was Malachi Black... Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Adam Cole, and Andrade. And, or no, the last one was Ruby. And then the middle one was, it's like the final piece. And instead of it being Thanos' face, it was Tony Khan's goofy, like, smile. <laughs> and the last Infinity Stone was Bray Wyatt's head. Like, Oh, that's funny. Which is probably happening. Also, what's probably happening before we get out of here... Um, it was kind of announced last night that Kevin Owens is more than likely on his way out um, of WWE. It was reported today that WWE is informing some sources on like the internet where like most of the shit gets leaked out that yeah. they fully expect wrestlers and like management fully expect Kevin Owens to leave. That he's not going to resign. And also right before that, so his contract's up in January, January twenty twenty two. Like a month or two before that, Sami Zayn's contract is also up. Oh, shit. We might get like a group of 2.0 with fucking Kevin Steen and El Generico, baby. Let's fucking go. Kill, Steen, kill. Kill, Steen, kill. Kill, Steen, kill. So they chanted in Ring of Honor for Owens. I, I really want to see Owens and Jericho again. Oh, my God. That's how Jericho yes. should retire is something to do with, you know, either their enemies or their I think best he's friends. actually said, like, he wanted Owens to retire him. Yeah. That would be, like, let them be best friends <coughs> and silly and whatever gimmick they want to do mm-hmm. that's like the list or whatever and let them do that for a year and then then make and the, Owens right. retire. There's no way Kevin Steen, I'm just going to start calling him that now just to get Kevin used Steen to it. Kevin Steen. Because that was his with name. With a S-T-E-E-N. That's his real name, so. Kevin Steen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to start calling him that, just get used to it. So Manifest I, it. Yeah, so that way when he comes over, I'm not calling him Kevin Owens the whole time like I'm doing with Brian Danielson. Um, but there's no way he's not not coming. He was best, he, like Adam Cole, he was best friends with the Young Bucks. He was part of a group with the Young Bucks at PWG shows. Like, there's been several matches of Kevin Steen dressing up like the Young Bucks for their match, so they're all matching attires. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. Yeah, Bray okay. Wyatt, I think, is for sure coming. Um, 
It's just wild. This is some wild shit. Like, this is crazy. This is some crazy shit going on. I've never seen anything like this. Even when people alive. leave to go to WWE, I've never seen anything like this. The amount at the same time of everybody just being like, fuck off, we're leaving. Yeah, since like June. Give us Keith Lee, too. Ooh, that'd be fun. Give us Keith Lee. I know you can't sign everybody, but I want Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Keith Lee in AEW bad. Yeah. And there's might be two more that I think they should sign and maybe be done. For a while, just for a little so bit. So also Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Oh, that'd be Because so I good. think there's another rumor that a bunch of NXT wrestlers are about to get released again, and they said a lot of them, they said it's rumored that they've been with NXT for a while. Oh. And Gargano and Ciampa, aside from Adam Cole, were the only two I can think of. I want Ciampa to come out with no music hey, give again. Give me fucking Finn Balor and fucking AEW, too. Make that Bullet Club story come full circle. He's the reason why... If you really think about it, Prince David, Finn Balor, he's the reason why we're here right now. Without him starting the Bullet Club, does any of this happen? That's the real question. Because without Bullet Club, there's no Bucks, there's no Omega, there's no Adam Cole. Like, they're, they might still wrestle, but you never know what, what their character would even be like at this point. Yeah, what wouldn't you give to take a peek into the future? Mm-hmm. Like, if you could change one thing. Right. All right, that's basically. I mean, that's that was our all out weekend. I mean, it was a it was a blast. Fucking blast! Highly yeah. recommend. Yes, ten out of a ten. That was a hundred out of a hundred. All out AEW greatest wrestling show ever done, hands down. All right, seven so with the one two three finish. Let's get out of here. Uh, one two three finish. Um, congrats to all the women's wrestlers that I saw like eighteen times in the last two weeks. Y'all were phenomenal. Um, two, wrestling at the chase, really cool experience to be at. That was historical. And three, being at all out with three major debuts, also historical. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like I got a, and the fucking butcher came back. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. He did come back. So yeah. One, two, three, finish. I was present for some historical ass shit, Mm -hmm. which was pretty cool. It was fucking awesome. Um, my number one, shout out triple H. Get well soon. Number two, uh, shout out to my new best friend, Chris Jericho. Um, and shout out to your your second sh- best friend. And who's my second best friend? Moxley. Oh, yeah. Shout out to John Moxley. And my number three, shout out to, actually, my number three, shout out to my other best friends, John Moxley, Paras Haas, Diamante, 2.0, The Acclaimed, <laughs> Top Flight, uh the entire NWA roster, especially Trevor Murdoch, who took that selfie with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pope. Just got to shout out everybody that was just cool as shit, interacted with me. That was just cool. Just fucking cool. Um, so I feel like there was another thing. I don't know. There's just a was lot there of any wrestling. other wrestlers that we saw that were like, we were like, what's up? No, I would have liked to see John Silver, though. That's yeah. one I would have been like. <laughs> I don't know. He's just hilarious. He is hilarious. Yeah. I What's think that's in it. my butt? Or was it? Look in my butt. What do you see? Just a bunch of poopy. It's great. <laughs> it is great. All right. Well. Follow us on all social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at 
Offended Pod. Make sure you go follow me or new Chris Jericho's new best friend on Instagram and Twitter at Trick1042. What? What? You can follow me on Twitter at Naked Lady with Two Ys. It's so weird. Um, make sure you go check out uh, anythingbecredible.com for all your network needs, including the Offended Podcast, Anything But Credible Podcast, Going Off Topic Podcast, the What's Your Bliss Podcast, Movie Merge Podcast, and the Spacing Out Podcast, all on the anythingbutcredible.com. That's anythingbutcredible.com. Go check it out. And while you're there, make sure to click on all of our links to like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to all of us. Give us all five-star ratings and watch AEW Dynamite every week and Rampage because AEW is just taking over the fucking world. I said it. And side heel of the week, uh, NXT's new logo is horrible. It's bad. Rainbows and butterflies. It's yikes. Just a big, that's just the big yikes. Um, but yeah, what a week to be a wrestling fan. Um, what a time. And on top of it all, Shout out to David Cadage, who for years held over my head that he got to see Shawn Michaels' last match at WrestleMania. Well, guess what? Shawn wrestled in Saudi Arabia, and I got to see All Out. (laughs) I think I win. But it was funny because he actually messaged me after the show, like at at midnight on Saturday, and was like, well... I guess I can't say I, I can't hold that over your head anymore. You just saw the greatest wrestling show of all time. Yeah, so fuck you, David. Yeah, I win, finally. It just only took six years. Just kidding. I miss you and love you. Thanks. Yeah, I miss you and love you, too. All right. I uh, hate you, Tony Khan. Love you so much. Thank you for AEW. Just give us something for taking away full gear from us St. Louisans, okay? I flew all the way out. I drove to Chicago for All Out for you, Tony. Just for you. Not to see CM Punk's first match back or anything like that. Or maybe Brian Danielson's debut or Ruby Soho or Adam Cole or The Butcher's return. No. I did it for you, Tony. Thank you. But anyway, make sure to go check out our bonus episode on Monday, which will probably be the face and heel of the week. Uh, Let's put that out as its own thing on Monday. So if you want to hear face and heel from this week, Check out that bonus, that 20-minute bonus episode on Monday. All right, for KDK Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been Offended, presented by the Anything But Critical Network. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, bitches.